as I can remember, I always wanted to be a podcaster. Hello everybody, and welcome to 5 Movie Madness. I'm your host Matt, and with me as always is Corey. I definitely did not prepare a quote for today, guys. My apologies. Okay, and Joe. What Scorsese movie is that from? <laughs> well, we are not paying for the buttons. Very good. I tried to do a quick Wolf of Wall Street one off the top of my head, but I was like, I can't. I can't get there. Something about Quaaludes. <laughs> I should have said Quaaludes. That would have worked. <laughs> Yeah, from this witty banter, you can tell we are going to discuss Scorsese movies on this week's episode. Boys, it's the holiday season. Had not see you all. How was your holiday? Whatever you celebrate. I'm not even sure. Christmas. I'm a Christmas guy. Do you do Christmas guys? <laughs> I'm also a Christmas guy. It was nice. I, I We did a lot less than we've done in the past. That's good. Um, I didn't, I didn't leave the house at all. We didn't go to... That sounds all amazing. Yeah, like we didn't go to her grandma's for dinner or nothing. We, we we stayed at home literally all day. Her brother woke up really under the weather and her dad is, was fighting something off too. So we just we just hung out at the house, man. Had dinner. That was that was about it. Oh, you know what? I spent I spent a lot of time in the metaverse cuz I got an Oculus. Nice. VR is flipping wild, guys. Isn't it great? It is. It is a crazy experience. I have been Sitting at blackjack tables for multiple hours today. I'm gonna go fishing after we're done here. That's cool. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. I want to get that Rocky VR game. I really want to fight Ivan Drago. Got to work myself up for that though. Joe, break him. It was good. I, I do celebrate Christmas too. Okay. Um, it was it was good. A little crazy because I got to go so many places, split between the two families. Yeah. And my fam my my parents' family is like an hour away from here. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Really? Glad it's over. Yeah, my parents are out of state, so I don't have that problem anymore. But I am going to visit them in a couple of weeks, and I'm looking forward to that. But other than that, it was a quiet holiday for me. Went to my in-laws for dinner. Had some fun there. Christmas Eve with just uh, me and and my wife, Tracy, just the two of us. So that that was cool, too. So glad it's over. No more holiday stress. And, uh, you know, you, you, you move on from there. True that. Yeah. Embrace the new year. I actually, most of my holiday stress comes up tomorrow and then right after the new year. I'm seeing my one half of the family tomorrow and then I see the other half of my family on the second. So I haven't actually seen my gotcha. Are you going to Jersey or are they coming out here? I'm going to Yonkers tomorrow uh, for that and then I'm going to go to Jersey for the other half right okay. after the new year. Hey, real quick, Corey, did you see Spider-Man yet? All right. I supposed to see, Not supposed talking to about see it, yet. it I was supposed to see it yesterday. So, we no. I was supposed to go see it. Yeah, no, no. I'm sorry, not yesterday, Monday. We were all going to... I had I had bought tickets to go see it Monday, but because her brother was sick and we, we had to... We couldn't go. How are you surviving? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, the only... It's because of VR. VR is helping. I, I get to escape. Honestly, I think part of it for me is that the one thing that was spoiled for me wasn't wasn't a shock. Okay. I had like I had like anticipated that that was going to happen. I like I I had mentally prepared myself to know that you know there were going to be a, uh, some surprise guests coming in. Yeah. So that got spoiled for me. I'm like, 
did anybody really not know that they put Alfred Molina in the trailer? Like, how did you not expect this to happen? Um, for what you're, you're for what you're talking about, I went into the movie seventy thirty. Okay, that's that was my thought process. So, all right, we won't discuss it then. Yeah, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it this week, yeah. one way or the other. I'm not. I, there's no way. I, I'm not gonna sit here and have a week off of school and not see this movie. It's just not gonna happen. Agreed. Sucks. Should. Exactly. I, I should have been able to see it twice at this yeah. point, but I keep being a good person and waiting for my wife because if I see it without her, she's going to get mad at me. And then you see it again with her. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to Listen, that's exactly what my thought process is going to be if she doesn't get ready to see it soon. Anyway, Scorsese. Yeah. Scorsese. Yeah. Radical pivot. Radical pivot. Matt, why didn't you tell how the show works? Okay, Matt. All right. Oh, God. Pull out the trusty list here. List. Note. All right. How the show works. We have each created individual top five lists, which will be revealed to you shortly. There'll be a round of five, four, three, and so on. If a movie appears on multiple lists, we will table that conversation into a later part in the show, otherwise known as the highest point on the list. Without further ado, Joe. What is your number five Martin Scorsese film? I'm going to preface this and say that I haven't seen a lot of Scorsese movies. I've seen like ten. Okay. And there are so many and they're so long. They're very, very long. You guys might have some stuff on your list that I either haven't seen or just plain didn't like. But anyway, uh, my number five, you're probably not going to like, is Hugo. (laughs) I thought Corey would have Hugo on his list. I really did. (laughs) How do you get to this? (laughs) Corey, is Hugo on your list? Hugo's not on my list. Okay, no. damn, it's not on mine. Could have had. It was. It was. It was fighting for. It was fighting for number five, though. Uh, I'll tell you that. Not surprising. All right, what do you got, Joe? Tell us about Hugo. I mean, it's different from the typical Scorsese movie. It's a. It's a kids-oriented movie, which is really outside of the realm of what you think of when you think of him. But it's pretty good. It's not excessively long. It's got a. Uh, I don't remember the main actor's name, the kid, but it's got... Asa ben, Butterfield. Asa Butterfield. It's got an automaton with his dad, who's played by Jude Law. And then Ben Kingsley, as a toy maker, takes his book. And then they go on this wild ride to get the robot fixed. And other stuff happens, because I'm not here to sum up the movie for you. But it's the one of the few Scorsese movies that I watch, and I'm like, at least there's moments of joy in this. At least not everything is just grim and depressing and long. It, it is a surprisingly bright movie by comparison. That's so, why it's at number five for me. I don't think it's necessarily like... If I saw all his movies, it's almost certainly not my number five. But because of my limited scope here, I think Hugo works. Also, for a kid's animated movie, surprisingly long. Two hours and seven really minutes. Not, is it animated? I wouldn't consider it animated. Isn't it like, it's live action. It's live action, Hugo? Yeah. There's no yeah. like animated... I thought it was like that... The robot might be. Uh, hang on. Hold. No, it's... it's hold, please. Okay. Yeah. I'm, please enjoy I, the I, music I, while your party is reached. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I thought it was in that Beowulf-like realm of weird animation but no 
Uh, no, it's probably you know, it's because of the poster. What's really weird is the minute you said, I'm not in, like, for an animated film, I was like, is it in that Beowulf style? That's exactly the yeah, thought that went through my head. Yeah. But, no, I thought it was live action, it's, too. It's so. even made me question it in it the is. moment. I was like, was it animated? Am I stupid? Yeah. It's did I just, was it just incredibly action. well? A- yeah. Yeah, did I not notice this? Was it so good? Is it that good? <laughs> if it's that good, it maybe should, should kick up to four real quick. Is this like a scanner darkly? Two hours and seven minutes. As a Butterfield. Know him from Ender's Game, great book, bad movie, and uh, he was a I haven't seen the movie. finalist to be uh, uh, the MCU Spider-Man. Really? He's actually the, really? the favorite going that's, in. That's wow. interesting. Go ahead and say they made the right choice, I think. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Oh. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You sure. know, I don't know Could if this uh, Tom Holland guy is going to catch on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if he, we'll see if he, like... Does all right with with recasts and all that and rumored like I I can it's Tom Holland so good right now as Spider Man it's tough to imagine anyone else but if we never had Tom Holland as Spider Man I think the movie yeah, who about knows to be, yeah who knows it could could it be just as good could it be a notch lower could it be a notch higher who the hell knows it's a good point it's difficult it's, it's difficult not to make the comparison but yeah anyway that'll do it for Hugo Corey I'm what's sure your will. number five. Talking about movies that aren't going to make anybody else's list, uh, my number five is going to be Shutter Island. So that's a no for me, dog. I didn't see I it. I have no doubt it was going to be a no, at least a no from from Matt, and wasn't sure if, if uh, Joe was going to see it. Um, I like Shutter Island for a couple reasons, and, and I mean, like is a is a is a steep term. I <laughs> I think <laughs> I made your list. <laughs> yeah, it made it made my list. Um, I like the fact that it's not a gangster movie. I, I find that like when it comes to Scorsese, it's very easy to fall into like seeing him as the guy who makes gangster movies, which would be fair. So to find something that's not that, it gives it a little something for me. Um, it's a cool mind twisty, I guess thriller. It's a thriller. Thriller would probably be the best best term for it. Um. Good performances, good cast. Ben Kingsley's in this one also. Mark Ruffalo, Leo DiCaprio. Um, he works I, with, like, I, all the same people, I've noticed. He does. He works with a lot of the same... Like, he finds people he likes to work with, and people that like to work with him, and he doesn't really change. Um, yeah, but Shutter Island is is an interesting romp. It, it keeps you guessing, for the most part. I don't think... I don't think I was able to guess what, what was going to happen at the end of that movie until it happened. I was like, oh... Okay, yeah. So, for a thriller, that's kind of what you want. It's kind of what you're looking for is to be surprised at the end, and, and it did that for me. So I got to ask, I, uh, does it involve yeah. cameras or pictures? No. No. Okay, like just a... based on the title alone. <laughs> I have no idea. Shutter, yeah. No, I think, like, oh, Shutter. Like, if a person, like... It's someone's investigating a murder at a mental institution. A yes. mental okay. institution is on an island called Shutter Island. There is a, there got is it. A okay, twist. so it's just the plot. It's just the setting, yes. rather. Okay, got it. Yep. There yep. is a twist. I don't care if there is quite the twist. Because I feel, I feel the fair. twist is very far fetched. Yeah, I don't think that's wrong. I, I, I would say that that's fair. Uh, I think when I walked out of the film the first time, having known the twist, I was like, I don't think so. I don't think you're doing that. You're not going to let I'm not, I'm let him do what he Yeah, it's hard to say. You're not going to let him it. do what he does. And have that be out. See, so, yeah, that's why I was like, no. Yeah. 
That's I, fair. It's a fair I, point. I don't care it's a for fair a point. twist for the sake of having a twist. That's mm-hmm. and I feel that's kind of what they did here. That's a, a fair argument. It's a fair argument. But again, it's different. It, it, for me, it was it was about more about being a different type of Scorsese movie, which kind of tickles me. So that's my number five, Matt. My number five? number five, I don't think it's going to make your guys' list, is The Color of Money. Okay. Didn't watch it. Color of Money. Did not get around to watching that one. Paul Newman wins his only Academy Award for this, his Best Actor for Playing Fast. Eddie Felsen is more of a Lifetime Achievement Award than an actual deserved award. Um, oh, Tom Cruise is in Tom this, right? Tom Cruise is in this. This is actually a sequel yeah. to one of my favorite movies of all time, The Hustler. It was a sequel that they made about 20 years after the fact, a little more than that. Um, it picks up about Fast Eddie Felsen, who is the protagonist from The Hustler, is retired from pool and is staking a young pool player played by Tom Cruise around the country and learning him the art of the hustle. Oh, I wish I watched this. This sounds like something I would totally enjoy. Yeah, it's enjoyable. It's really it's based off, um, I think, Walter Tevis's novel of the same name. And they do take some scenes in the movie directly from the novel where it doesn't really make sense. Like, they just happen. But if you read the book, you know why they're happening. It, it's, it's a little mm-hmm. wonky in, in that regard. But, like, it's, it's enjoyable. It's, um, they do some certain things I necessarily don't agree with because I really want this to be a sports movie. But it's kind of like more than that. It's not really a sports movie. So, so to speak, but, I'm, I'm less interested, but it's, it's, it's still interesting. It's, it's nice seeing them hustle pool and then trying to take the game more seriously and winning outright. And are they really as good as they think they are? Or are they being hustled themselves? Like it's, it's a balancing act between that. It's a cool road trip, road trip movie with, um, Tom Cruise, Mary Elizabeth Meister Antonio and, uh, Paul Newman. It's the three of them on the road together and they're going to this big, nine ball tournament and it's hard to like watch that movie and not want to play pool afterwards like, i'm a terrible pool player but i have friends and family with pool tables it's fun though it's fun so and i always want to play nine ball no one wants to play nine ball but i like it because of this movie i'll play nine ball with you one day Thanks. matt appreciate it when this whole thing is over <laughs> we can play nine awesome. ball <laughs> i love i love pool i love pool i'm gonna uh I, once the house gets done that's the one of the big things I'm doing in the basement is putting in a pool table. Nice, man. So you can come over and, and play billiards with me anytime you want, Matt. Cool. Ooh, billiards. Billiards. Fans. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Hi, fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a really great scene in this, too. It's because uh, I'm, I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan, and um, there's a scene where Tom Cruise kind of goes rogue and just goes down to a pool hall, and he's not hustling anymore. He's just playing for real, which is a big no-no in the movie and he's like the song werewolves of london is playing and he's like hitting every shot walking around dancing to werewolves of london it's just the the, one of the coolest scenes you'll ever see coolest things a movie character can do and it's uh yeah it's it's good stuff that's youtube that's it's freaking awesome (laughs) that scene is another one of those scenes that's um low-key parried in a lot of different things yeah yeah, it's oh, is that not, like the, it, is that like the scene in Fresh Prince of Bel Air with Uncle yes. Phil? Oh yeah. yes, okay, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. That's actually one. Of, that's exactly what I was actually gonna play right. against. Like, it's it's not in a lot of different things, but there are a bunch of different movies and specifically television shows that have done things like that, where like somebody's playing pool and kind of dancing around a pool table. Like, this is where that comes from. That scene in particular, and 
you're right, Matt. That scene is incredible. Yes. Very good. So. It's one of the few scenes from this movie I've actually seen. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched the whole thing, but like, I, I don't know why I've seen that one, but somebody showed it to me once. I was like, ah, yeah, that's really cool. Well, I saw this before I saw The Hustler, which was like, I saw it as a kid. It was on TV and I really liked it. And then like, you know, when it was on again, I just did some research on it or, or hit info. It was like the sequel to 19 blah, 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 The Hustler. I'm like, whoa. So The Hustler is also Paul Newman? Yes. Same okay. guy, same plays the same character. And, uh, gotcha. Yeah, it's good stuff. That's my number five. Yeah, I'm kind of upset I didn't watch that for this. Go for it. You can borrow it if you want. It's cool. Cool. <laughs> anyway, Joe, what is your number four? My number four is almost certainly going to be tabled by Corey, but it's The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, baby table. Okay. Okay. Corey, what's your number four? Uh, again, get ready for a movie that's not going to make anybody's list. Uh, the Gangs of New York. No, sir. I haven't seen it. Nope. I almost watched it for this. Uh, Gangs of New York is riddled, riddled with historical inaccuracies. Um, there were no gangs in New York. Oh, uh, there were there were many a gang in New York, and that's actually part of the problem. <laughs> um. But for a period piece that's, um, wow, Leonardo DiCaprio again. <laughs> always. He's got like, he's got Leo and he's got De Niro. Those are his two stars, always, <laughs> two all go-tos. the time. Um, for a period piece about New York um, in and around the Civil War, it's, it's, it's a fun look. It's a fun look at, at life. It's not, you don't go to a movie like this and, and hope for historical accuracies. You look for entertainment. But through the entertainment, you also get a look at the way people dressed, the way people talked. You know, that he did do a decent job at stuff like that. Um, him talking about the, uh, oh, God damn it, what are they called? Machines, the political machines in New York at the time. That stuff isn't really there. But uh, overall, I, I enjoy this movie for, for what it is. It's just like a, a period piece about the struggles of immigrants coming to America in and around the civil war. I mean, in, in that regard, he does kind of shine a light on some of the more interesting aspects of that time period, right? You get to watch people come off of coming off of these boats through Ellis Island, getting handed enlistment papers and a gun being like, all right, you're fighting the civil war now. Have fun. You know, which which side am I on? (laughs) Don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. Shoot the ones that aren't wearing blue. Like, it's 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 crazy that that was a thing that kind of happened. It didn't happen quite like that, but it, it, it didn't not happen at all. Um, so, and then the American exceptionalism undertone, too, right? You've got, oh, God damn it, Daniel Day-Lewis. Thank you. Almost lost it myself. You're, you're welcome. We did a lot of help. <laughs> uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is portrayal of a guy who's like an American exceptionalist at the time Bill is the butcher Bill the butcher um it's it's a it's a fun juxtaposition about whether or not we are melting pot or whether or not we're inherently separate and that's kind of what the movie calls into question and you know credible performance by Daniel Day-Lewis steals the show yes definitely Cameron Diaz can take a hike in this <laughs> And this movie does one thing I cannot stand when movies do. 
has this epic build-up. There's going to be this great, epic, freaking battle, and they're about to happen, and it doesn't happen. That's yeah, it does. That's true. That I thought you were gonna say text on the screen. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, they they built they built up that fight for so much of the yes, movie. Yes, and it's got it's it was in the trailer. It's done before they're you... wearing colors, man. It's gonna be blue versus red. They're ready to go. Weapons are drawn, and something happens, and it, uh, our battle doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Fun story about gangs in New York. My uh, one of my professors in college got into uh, an actual, like, published debate with the Scorsese family over this movie. <laughs> he wrote, like, a really, like, bad review um, of the film from, like, a historical standpoint. And the Scorsese, like, I don't think it was Martin specifically, I think it was his brother, wrote back in another newspaper saying, like, my professor was a fraud and they went back and forth for like three months writing like scathing articles back and forth to one another. I was like, it's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool thing. You got into a fight with the Scorsese family before Twitter happened. movie before Twitter happened. So yeah. Print. That is kind of cool. That's like the yeah. thing. Like, so gangs of New York takes place so long ago that it, the historical inaccuracies, you know, I mean, historians and history people buffs, We'll, we'll take issue with but like again like you said before it's for entertainment but like for like movies like there's three off the top of my head all the president's men jfk and i'm even going to say the social network people take those as facts like that's exactly how it happened and i think that's yeah. where you run into issues because those are semi-recent especially the social network like jfk and all the president's men was like 60s 70s but like uh still i mean it's based on a true story. It's based it's not, on, but like this is a true story. They're like portraying things in a certain way, and like we don't read as a society anymore. We 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 watch movies and <laughs> we read the headlines. <laughs> this is what happens. I, I mean, really, it, it is kind of what it is. It's it's, cr- it's crazy. sad that that's what it's we do, crazy. but yeah. So, yep. I don't know. Uh, I only say that because I watched JFK fairly recently, and like. The plot of that movie, they glorify this, this this main character. And if you do a little bit of research, the guy was like a lunatic. <laughs> An outright lunatic. It's People portray history any way they want, right? It's kind of the... It's all about butts and seats. Butts and the seats. There you go. And that's the thing, right? Like, butts and the seats is great, but where where is the line of... Where is the responsibility? Where does the responsibility lie? Does it lie on the person to do the research and realize that these things aren't fact and that they're made to be entertaining stories or does the responsibility? Sure. But is it irresponsible for a filmmaker to not make it obvious or clear that this isn't exactly the truth? Like it's, I think we all probably fall on the same, the same side of the fence where it's up to the person to, to do any amount of research to find out how accurate a thing is. But you know, yeah. people don't do that anymore, which is the problem. I guess it comes down to: Does the filmmaker want to be accurate? Does he want to be entertaining, or does he want to portray his story the way he wanted it, or he or she wanted it to go down? JFK is clearly that. Like this, Oliver Stone yeah. is butt hurt that he had to be in the Vietnam War, and the president died because of it, and the government lied to us, and he wanted to make a movie about that. 
and people take it as like the truth when some aspects might be truthful some might be depending on what you believe i guess it's uh, it's interesting historical films have uh they're they're very very interesting to me yeah unless it's a documentary it's all it's all up in the air sure. and even then absolutely Corey, that was your number four of Gangs of New York. That was. Yes, sir. Gonna, Matt, what's your number four? My number four, I think we're going to table. It's Casino. No, absolutely not. No? <laughs> I thought you liked Casino. I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts about Casino after we talk about it, okay. or after you get into it. Gotcha. That's a, t- that's, that's a bubble for me. Okay. Um, I was trying to, like, uh, actually, you know what we're about to talk about, so at the end I'll tell you why I didn't make my list. Um, I really enjoy Casino. Uh, it's like the le- no, it's not really in that anymore since Games of New York came out. Um, incredibly long. I like the story okay. behind it. Um, pretty much like the birth of Las Vegas, so to speak, and uh, Robert De Niro running his casino, and it brings back the Goodfellas crew, with the exception of Ray Liotta. So you got Pesci and De Niro again. Pesci is a raving lunatic in this one. And then De Niro is kind of like the straight man trying to keep it all together. Um, interesting to me. Of very violent scenes, but done, and I, I feel, in like a tasteful manner, so to speak. And it, there's some like realism to it. It's not like a, a cheesy action film where bullets are flying and it's it's not really believable it's like um no we're gonna take you into the back room because we think you're cheating us and uh we're gonna put your head in a vice and you see all of it um he's got a really <laughs> realistic style for he violence does. he doesn't he doesn't glorify it but he doesn't do the action movie thing where people take like nine shots of the chest sure. and then stumble around keep walking forward yeah yeah, yeah. I just I just think the uh, the the story is very interesting with um with De Niro's kind of like rise into the uh, casino game in in Las Vegas with his mob ties kind of like on the opposite coast nonetheless just like kind of like holding them back or preventing him from doing what he like wants to do he was a visionary and because of how he got started I don't think he was able to. Uh, continue and reach his full potential and like i was like his character is interesting to me too because he wanted things done a certain way and they had to be done his way like the i want the same amount of blueberries in every single blueberry muffin like if for that scene like he's eating you have any idea how long that'll take (laughs) i don't care exactly he doesn't care and then for like the sports betting aspect of it it's just uh i don't know he was ahead of his time some aspects of the movie is like not I don't really care to know about his home life. I don't think that does anything for his character and his wife's such a sleaze in this. As you well. could cut forty-five <laughs> minutes of this movie out yeah. with no real loss. Okay, but that's what's so weird about it, right? Like you could cut out that forty-five minutes of like dealing with his home life, but then the movie is just about a casino. Like there's no depth to his character other than his professional life, and I feel like. People then would critique this movie negatively to be like, we don't know what he's like at home. We don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. I don't think you I, – I don't care about that part of the movie either. I don't. I, I just – But I feel like it's a catch-22 of it all. Like, if you didn't have it, then you'd be like, well, he – what? you don't know what he's like at home. Like, is he like a loving father at home? Like – you know what I mean? Like it's it's such a weird weird position to Watch be in. Watch that movie. Like I I don't I really don't like 
wouldn't even think of his home life if they didn't even include it. You know, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. such a non, non, non-essential part of it, so to speak. Fair, fair. But, uh, I, I, I do, I do really enjoy Casino, and and Casino was kicked around in my list around the the three to five range a bunch of the different times I made it. But I wanted to have a little vari- variety and talk about some movies like Gangs of New York and Shutter Island that definitely weren't going to get talked about otherwise. Um, because, you know, as you astutely pointed out, Casino is just bringing back the Goodfellas crew minus yeah. Ray Liotta. So it goes right back to what I was saying earlier. It's like he does a, he does gangster and kind of like on the edge of legality or on the wrong side of legality for that matter very well and very often and his most prominent pieces are about exactly that so i wanted to have a little a little uh variety the the east coast west coast aspect of this too is like they're getting funded from the east and then like wreaking havoc in the west and there's no way of controlling them until they get controlled and when they do, oh, do they do they ever like do do the gangsters ever put like the foot down on what's going on out there? So I do enjoy that aspect of the movie as well. Joe, what are your thoughts on Casino? Casino is is like a, a good enough movie on its own. Okay. But watch it. I haven't seen it in a really long time before rewatching it for this. It's essentially Goodfellas, the cut without Henry Hill in it. Like, just like I don't. It was five years later. Did he not remember that he made a movie exactly like this? Like, the the casino in Las Vegas part is interesting. But, like, I've seen the exact same Joe Pesci character. I've seen pretty much the exact same Robert De Niro character. It's just... It wasn't going to make my list. Otherwise, it would feel like I was putting the same movie on twice. That's fair. I think you get... Yeah. For Joe Pesci, that's valid. I think it's a different uh, Robert De Niro it's 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 definitely more different for De Niro than it is for yes. Pesci because he plays the same person in both movies. He does. You could change his name, but it's the same guy. <laughs> it's the same dude. I when I was young, when I was much younger, these two mo- like those two movies would come on, and I would never be sure which one was on. I I think are I they in the a casino? Life. I think it's casino. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone happened like, nope, nope, I'm I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay, I'm back. I know what's happening now. Like, during, like, the TV guide age where there were no info buttons, I'm like, oh, Goodfellas. No, it's because, you know, it's not the same. <laughs> When's Ray Liotta show up? <laughs> oh, it's, uh... Is this after Ray Liotta's gone? It's, uh... I, I do enjoy it, though. It's a good... I wanted to like it more than I did. Okay. But it's 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 too long. He, like, I agree with the whole long. relationship. It's just... I don't, it just makes me really uncomfortable to watch that part, and I'm just like, this could be paired up or pared down. This could be trimmed. Mm. That and the uh, what happens to uh, Joe Pesci and his brother, and that's very difficult to watch. That's that towards mm. the end. Yeah, that's a that's a tough that's scene. A very tough scene. But I digress. That's fair. All right, that was my number four in Casino, which brings us to Joe's number three. My number three is Taxi Driver. Okay. Didn't do it. Really? No. No No one else put Taxi Driver in the I, five? I thought wow, about I'm it, surprised. man. I really did. I'm legitimately surprised. I went for, like, you'll see with my bubbles. This is very okay. much a list for me. Fair enough. Fair. I mean, I tried to make it a list for me. I guess same for me. I mean, mine's definitely a list for me. My my four and five tell you that. 
Taxi Driver is a very interesting movie. It's very interestingly shot. Robert De Niro is just an unhinged former Marine. Travis Bickle. Travis Bickle, yeah. The uh with the iconic Mohawk at the mm. end. But yeah, he's a he's a taxi driver. I did, I forgot that there were so many. Like, I have seen bits and pieces of this for classes in college, but I've never watched the movie all the way through. I didn't know that uh, Peter Boyle was in this movie. I forget who else is in the movie. There are a couple other names, and I was like, wow. Uh, I could also look it up. That's I guess nice. talk about it still. I'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's weird to watch. Like, I respect it. That's why it's at three. Because if it was, like, movie quality and not how much I enjoy it, you could make an argument for this at one for me. But it's, it's, it's like, another movie that's just really uncomfortable to watch. He has no social skills. It, he takes the woman on a date that he kind of been stalking, and he takes her to a triple X-rated movie, which is not exactly the play. No, but it's normal. It's... <laughs> What he feels. It's normal you know, for him. Normal for him, exactly. I don't know a lot about movies. I'm sorry, I didn't know this. <laughs> it was well-reviewed. Yeah, Jodie Foster, Sybil Shepard, Harvey Keitel, Albert Brooks. Right, Harvey Keitel really surprised yeah. me in this. I didn't realize that was him, and I was like, holy shit, that was Harvey Keitel. <laughs> yeah. No, this, this is a very real, gritty film uh, by Scorsese. I mean, it, um, I think this is... This, one of the first collaborations between uh, Robert De Niro, and Martin Scorsese. If it's not, it's, uh, not... it's got to be. Cl- it was like Scorsese's fifth movie, I think. So I don't, I don't know if De Niro was in any other ones. Yeah, he's he's just a tough case, an unhinged person living in the city that has PTSD from from the Vietnam War, and he's just going around the city. He clearly needs mental treatment, and he's not getting it, and. Uh, yeah, he's a, it's a, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it, there's that that's like the plot in the in a nutshell. But things definitely mm-hmm. do happen, and it's it's a very it's a very good movie. It's not rewatchable for me. No, I'm not gonna re. <laughs> I'd be surprised if I watched Taxi Driver again all the way through. Yeah, it's one of those. It's very well made. The performances exactly are incredible. But that's why like, it's three. It's, oof, like. Yep. I don't know if I want to put this on. People do hold it in like high esteem. Like, um, this is a different kind of movie. Like, people love Scarface. I do not. I just, I think it's I also don't. gratuitous yeah. language and violence and drug use, and it's just. Pointless. I don't think Scarface is that good of a movie in general. A lot of people love it, man. You talk to, especially like men our age, they 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 go crazy for Scarface. <laughs> they hold it in like comparison with Godfather. I'm like, have you lost your goddamn minds? Not it's like comparing apples and oranges. But uh, I I put Taxi Driver so, so sort of in that like Taxi Driver again. As I said, it's incredibly well made, but it's a tough subject matter, and it's uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like this is like the version of Joker I'm okay with because okay. he has good intentions, whereas in Joker he just doesn't. He's just being weird about it. But he's just the Joker. He's just yeah. the Joker. I the I've always found that yeah, I've always found that with Taxi Driver, like I can watch it in in clips and chunks, but I it's I don't think I've ever outside of when I watched it start to finish. I don't think I've ever watched it start to finish again. I'll like, if I'm flipping through and it's on, 
I'll watch a bunch of it, but I'm not sticking. I'm not sticking around, and like, I'm not gonna try to go back and rewatch what I missed. Like, I, it's just I'm. I watch what I watch and I move on. It's it is very good. It is nothing wrong with that movie. It's very well made, like you guys have already said. But I'm with you guys. I it, you guys will say you'll never go back and rewatch it. I'll watch it, but only in clips and chunks. It's not even that long. It's like an hour forty four, yeah. which I really appreciated yeah. about it. Because if this movie was three hours, it would be so much worse. It would be yeah. unwatchable. Quick, it's a, Borderline. It's a quick comparison to his other works, and like you guys yeah. know, like I collect movies and stuff. Like I've never owned Taxi Driver. Like I, when I'm looking for deals on, on stuff, Taxi Driver is usually in there for like four or five dollars. I'm just like, I just can't. <laughs> That's fair. If I own it, I'm gonna have to watch it again. Like, so it'd be cool to own, but like, ah, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I was reading like a lot of things have it ranked as like one of the top five movies ever. Yeah, and I was just like, I, I guess if you're into that really artsy, weird style, which I'm not that much, I wouldn't but put I it. I appreciate like, it for what it is. I haven't seen like it's one of the top five movies ever, but it's definitely considered like one of the top films of that decade. And that's a decade with like. Two Godfathers, Rocky, Annie Hall, all the President's Men Network. Like that's there's some home mm-hmm. run hitters. <laughs> yeah. And people throw that in there. It's like, okay, I I see your point. I just disagree. It's just not as much for me as it is for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That closes the door on Taxi Driver. Corey, what do you got? Number three. Number three is that baby table from earlier, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. All right. Yeah, not as high as I think I was expecting when I first sat down to do this list. Um, but I've made it pretty well known on the show that I really, really like this movie. Um, sure have. Yeah, I, I do. It's just such a good movie. Uh, what it comes down to at the end of the day is Scorsese movies are long. This is another one. And I think you can cut a whole bunch of this movie and it not matter. And the two above it. I don't feel that way. That's really what it comes down to. I, I think you can cut out a whole bunch of this movie and I'm perf- I'm still perfectly content with what the product that we get. If you cut out parts from my two or my one and be like, maybe you shouldn't have done that. Uh, but with that being said, a little over the top as far as a performance out of Leonardo DiCaprio, but I think that's what the character called for. And I've watched a bunch of interviews with the guy that he's portraying, Jordan Belfort, I think he actually nails it. I don't think he's playing it over the top at all. I think Jordan Belfort is just that crazy. Just that over the top that it's like, holy shit, you actually nailed it. You're not going extra. You're literally doing exactly how this guy acts. Talk just the way this guy talks. It's it's pretty crazy. People feel Leo is snubbed too, man. I, I think it, I, he plays an over I think the top that, character. He lost to uh, Matthew McConaughey that year for... Uh, best best Dallas, actor Dallas Buyers Dallas Buyers Club yes yeah I mean first of all Dallas Buyers Club that performance was unbelievable so it doesn't shock me that McConaughey won there but and again and again I think that people thought that he overacted thought that he was over the top but they probably never sat down and actually compared DiCaprio's Jordan Belfort to the actual Jordan Belfort and realized that he, he it wasn't it wasn't the case man he was probably taking something off of him, if we're being honest. Um, I think you get a lot of creativity in the way that this movie is shot. Like, you get 
a lot of just standard filmmaking, but then you get some fourth wall breaks in there, which I always enjoy. The story itself is pretty crazy. It's it's boiler room on crack. <laughs> like it's the best it's way to describe room it. Boiler on Quaaludes, Corey. God. <laughs> I'm, you know what? You're absolutely right. It's boiler room on Quaaludes. That's on me. Yeah, I've talked a lot about Wolf of Wall Street already. I don't need to to go into it much further. But yeah, I, I think that ultimately at the end of the day, it's just a matter of can you cut out a bunch of scenes from this movie? Yes or no? And if the answer is yes, it's got to be at three. Yeah, you probably should. You probably could be able to. Like, yeah, I like Wolf of Wall Street. It's I don't know if I'm ever going to watch it again because the three hour, three plus hour runtime is very daunting. But like, I appreciate that they can fit so much story into it. Like, it's they allowed it to be a three hour movie, so they could tell a lot of story. I, that's cool. But I don't have three hours. Generally speaking, I don't have three hours. I have I have a max of two hours to watch someone be a terrible person on film. But it's it's good because it's like he's he's punished for all his bad acts. Yes. Like he's based on a real person, but there are real consequences to his actions, even like. The unfortunate ones, or not unfortunate, but the, like the unintentional ones. Like he's just—he's a minute man with Margot Robbie all the time, constantly, and that's because of, I guess, stress and all the other things. That's his repentance for being, yeah, a junk bond traitor, essentially. Yeah. I'm glad to have seen Margot Robbie has like grown from that movie. Like, I mean, it, she's she's more than a nude scene. She's done some like incredible work post oh post definitely but i thought like when that movie i think when that movie came out i thought that was going to be okay she's gonna be the new it girl it's gonna be like yeah. we talked about a couple episodes ago like movie star versus like actor or actress she's like a really good actress she's more than more than those scenes yeah i think she's still good in that movie too yeah i think she's really good in that movie and i think that what's nice is that we've seen frankly better performances from her since Right. I think that's the other thing. Like if she hadn't given if this had been her best performance, then, yeah, that she would have just been that type of it girl, like typecast into that. But because she gives us more in things like I, Tanya, you know, she she's a she's able to, like, grow from what this movie gave her, not get pigeonholed into what this movie did to her. Absolutely. Okay. Well, All right, Matt, you're number three. The Departed. Uh, we're going to baby table that one, actually. That's okay. a table. Cool. Joe, you're number two. My number two is Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. Table? Table that, yep. All right. So I guess actually we're right back. We're looped. Well, maybe? We might have the same ones and twos. No, I, I have, think we all have. I have this different two than you guys. All right. But... Uh, what's your number two? Well, it's up to your number two. Oh, my number two is The Departed. Okay. That's the table again. Yeah. Tabled again. Okay. Okay. So I'm the only one that has the king of comedy on their list. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. King of comedy. You ever see Joker? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I have. I have. I like the Joker. So I didn't like this one either. The 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 light lighter side of the Joker movie is ripped directly from King of Comedy. Joker is essentially Taxi Driver and King of Comedy yeah. mixed together. It's it's exactly what it is. But um, this movie is amazing to me. 
Um, I've only seen it like for the first time within like the past like five years. I don't know why it's not like a a like Scorsese staple. It never really gets brought up. I feel like compared to his other works, and um, it's I love the realism in this. It's it's kind of like scary, cringy. You're on your edge of your seat through most of it, and it's about a struggling stand-up comedian, which is like. For that subject matter, you don't expect it to be as edgy as it is. Uh, plot of the movie is Robert De Niro plays a unfunny stand-up comedian that like has daydreams of being like this big major celebrity, and he wants to get on this talk show that uh, Jerry Lewis is the host of. But he, his name's Jerry in the movie, but the last name's not Lewis. And it's Jerry Buford. Yeah, there's kind of funny things I about think... that too. Like, um, his character is going to be named something else completely but jerry lewis towards told Corsese, keep my name jerry because you're going to do some s- scenes outside and people recognize me they're going to say hey jerry you can use that for your film sure enough when he's walking down the street somebody goes hey jerry and they actually left that in like like, nice. like it fits perfectly like story uh, langford by the jerry way langford. i got it wrong that's okay how do you remember um but yeah uh de niro's character richard pupkin rupert pupkin, rupert pupkin. Play, um, yep. is obsessed with with uh, Jerry Langford and like shows up to his like vacation home, stalks the studio where he does like his show. And the movie, I'm not, I don't care about spoiling. This movie's almost fifty years old. He um, winds up abducting Jerry and kidnapping him, and kind of like is he's his hostage, and his demands are he gets to appear on this show. And, and do and do it like a stand-up bit and he and he does it then at the end he goes to jail but it's revealed that he becomes a celebrity because of what he did but it's left up to the viewer to decide if that's actually happening or not because a lot of this movie takes place in Rupert Pupkin's imagination there's a lot of yep. scenes where he's excelling in life and is like an important person and and in actuality, he is not. So when we get that ending, that reveal of what he did, it turned out to be a good thing for like him personally. We don't know if that's accurate or not. It's kind of believable that it could be accurate. Like books are published about him. He gets out of jail, becomes like this big star. We don't he writes know. His own book, I think he does write his own book. Allegedly, yeah, <laughs> if exactly. This is real, yeah. And I love that. Up to the viewer, like how do you like? It's it's open to interpretation. So it's. De Niro's great in this. Jerry Lewis, you like feel bad for. Like I know Jerry Lewis from his black and white movies with Dean Martin as like this like crazy guy, and he's a, he's like the straight man in this. He's not. He's funny. so tired yeah. in this. He's just <laughs> he's had enough. Exactly. It's kind of like David Letterman and Johnny Carson at the end of their runs on the Tonight Show. They're just uh, yeah, they're funny on camera, but like at the end of the day, they just like want to go home and go to bed they don't want to be harassed in the street it's just like it's yeah. like totally it's just him different. at home eating dinner and sandra bernhard keeps calling him exactly and <laughs> she ends up abducting him she's yeah she's almost she's part of the plan and almost having her way with him <laughs> it is his face weird. almost during the whole thing like he's it's like just so blank yeah it's like i can't believe this is happening but he, he doesn't look like frightened or no he, or he's just sighing he's just like not again so anyway if you haven't seen gang comedies definitely see it it's number two for me 
Fair enough. Not a, not a fan, but I wasn't a fan of Joker, and Joker is just a, an yep. updated version of this, so it makes perfect sense. If you're not going to like Joker, then you're not going to like this one. No. Well, you might. It's, like, less disturbing. Yeah. You got a picture of his pride and joy. That's a decent <laughs> That's a decent joke that I, su- I expected to, like, come up again. doesn't come up. <laughs> it does not. Anywho. Alright, so that was the round of two. Brings us to everybody's number one. Well, nope. No. Oh, I'm well, sorry, I mean, Corey. It is everyone's number one. Yeah, alright. So, Joe, your number one is... The Departed. There we go. Okay, we can talk about The Departed now. Cool. This was fighting for number one for me. This this fought for, this fought for the spot at number one for me also. This so. is the only Scorsese movie that, like... I will happily watch again. I mean, that's not true. It's I, it's one of two Scorsese movies I will happily watch again. But this one feels less long than the other one. I've watched this one more than I've watched my actual number one. I'll put, I'll say that I've watched I've watched The Departed a bunch of times. More. I think this is one of the first movies I've seen. I saw twice in theaters. Like, actually spent money twice to go see it. Like myself. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. as a kid, you know, you, you go with friends or whatever your parents pay for you. But, um, yeah, no, I, I love The Departed. It's it's great. It's free for me because this is a remake. It's not like a From the Mind. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's it's, it's so. Infernal Affairs, which I've never seen. Mm-hmm. One day. One day. <laughs> One day. Uh, yeah, incredible. It's a crazy movie. Crazy movie. Incredible performances in this one. Yeah. Um, I think it's Leo's. Outside of Nicholson. Might be Leo's best work. An argument can certainly be made. If you're watching a guy that's acting like his character's having a 24 hour panic attack for what he has to go through, he is constantly on edge and has to play two different sides. And he does a really good job at both. Surprise. It's like watching a less disturbing, or not less disturbing, but less uncomfortable version of Uncut Gems. Like. Okay. Okay. Because they both never stop. No. But this movie doesn't make like make me feel it in my chest as I'm watching. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. Surprise. Unsurprisingly, Leo didn't get any like award recognition for this because they studio pushed for him in Shutter Island because it was not Shutter Island. Um, Blood Diamond. I was about to say Blood Diamond because it was uh, same year and Departed was such a star-studded cast that uh. Did anyone see Blood Diamond? <laughs> I, Blood Diamond's good. It's it, it's fine. This is just like more of an iconic picture, but um. Absolutely, I mean it won Best Picture, so it, it sure did. You got great <laughs> performances from Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon and Martin yeah. Sheen. There's a lot of like audible gasp moments in this, especially like when you're seeing. There's a huge one. Like yeah, in, in yeah. Theater. I think like, there's one. I think there's even a massive one. Well, I, that still gets me. I still gasp when that scene happens. I'm like, oh Jesus it's, Christ! It's so sudden that when your guys are referring to, but even when they yeah. they pitch Martin Sheen off the roof, man, that's like, I. That's the one I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Oh uh, no, that's no. not the one I'm talking about. Oh no. <laughs> uh, no, that's the one. That's the one I I audibly gasp every time on that one. With every time. Well, that was like slower than the other one we were referring to. But like for for the Martin Sheen scene, you think he's going to talk his way out of it, like almost as if there's a mutual understanding between like both groups that like yeah, yeah. we're trying to like 
we're trying to commit crime and we're trying to stop you from any crime, but we're not going to kill each other. No, 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 no. They, they throw them off the roof. It, it happens. And then like the scene we're talking sure about, does. I think Joe is Leo getting it. It's the, it's the elevator scene. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's another, that's another fair one. I, the first time I watched this movie, the last, I got, we'll call it 45, pretty much Martin Sheen on. happens about 45 minutes before the end of the movie, right? I'd say that's about 45 minutes left in the movie when that happens. Perhaps. I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah, a little some, less. Something like that. Somewhere yeah. around. Somewhere around the 45 to 30 minute mark, whatever that is. From then on, from when Martin Sheen gets pitched off the roof to the end of this movie, it, I'm just like constantly like, holy shit. The first time I watched that was holy shitting the entire way through. Yep. No one is safe. No one is safe. In no one is safe. No, it's wild how much shit happens at the end of that movie. Which I think is the only thing, the only thing that gets me about this movie is like, it's a long movie and a lot of things happen, but most of them happen at the end. Like it's, I mean, it's they're resolved, so much crammed resolved into the end. Everything at the end. And there's certain aspects like about the end of that movie. I have no idea if certain characters, not only fate of what side they were on throughout the entire time. Like was, Costigan, not Costigan, was Jack Nicholson's character a FBI informant? We'll never know. No, like, it's, it's, Leo hears it from a drug dealer, and Matt Damon sees it in uh, Queenland's notes, because Leo wrote it down, and it, and it's like, yeah. we, we don't get resolution like that's, like, like, that's the case. Nicholson goes, yeah, of course I talked to the FBI, but did he really? Was he giving people up? Like, what information was he providing? Like, there's a whole other aspect to it. It's a very layered film. I mean, if you take into consideration that Nicholson's character was kind of loosely based off of Whitey Bulger, then yes, he did actually talk to the FBI. But he did exactly what he said he did. He, he talked to people that were already going down, and he just essentially played chess with the FBI so that he could consolidate and strengthen his, his place. He wasn't talking to the FBI to actually rat on anybody that he cared about or that mattered to him. It was just, that's a, like the point as Costello is. That's like the point though. Cause that's why Damon wants like Costello. That's why he kills him at the end. He's like, Oh, he's going to keep, yeah. give me up. But like he treated exactly. him like a son. Like it's it's so it's so bizarre. I don't know. It yeah. is. Yeah, Jack Nicholson does play an over the top character. He's eating scenery. I... Just chewing on it, <laughs> overacting. It's insane. He's I'm just gonna say not very good in this. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> but the movie... I've seen much better Jack Nicholson but performances the in this movie. The movie succeeds anyway. So that's despite him. Yeah, exactly. it's almost like it's almost like he walked on set, looked around, and was like, "Holy shit! All of these people are in this movie. I'm gonna have to go insane to make Jackie myself boy, noticeable." You're have to put it in a twelve. <laughs> like he walked on set, and he did. I got this idea. It involves prostitutes, a mountain of cocaine, and I'm gonna enter a movie theater with a dildo. Roll with me. <laughs> it's it's not gonna be relevant to the plot. However. <laughs> I would like it I, to happen. Yo, talk, talk about scenes that could be cut to make movies a little shorter. That took 
I mean, what, three minutes maybe? That movie theater scene is critical, still, though. The movie yes. theater scene is. The yeah, opera scene? But not like, really, no. <laughs> not the opera scene. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I really love Leo in this movie. Matt Damon, you hate him in this movie, so I guess he does a good job with it. Mark Wahlberg's coming out of the bullpen, throwing 105 miles an hour in every he's, single yeah, he's scene. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> I I would argue that if there was a person that steals the the scenes that they're in, it's a toss up between him and Alec Baldwin. Him and Alec Baldwin go like toe to toe for like steen ceiling in this movie. Absolutely. Holy shit! Yeah, yes, Baldwin's. I would I would watch them just together, which is funny because they were planning a sequel. But I'm like, no one's alive. Yeah, I think it's gonna we, be about how do we do a sequel about, about his character. Um, Walbert's oh my characters. god, give me more. Give me more of those two Dingham. characters. Yes. But even Something like Alec like Baldwin Dingham. in it is yeah. like funny in a way. Like that the driving range scene where he's talking about Damon and he goes, uh, oh, you're getting married, that's good. Makes everybody know you like your cock works. And Matt Damon goes, oh, it's working. Overtime. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, deadpan, goes, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that, Lemon. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh... <laughs> No, I've, yeah. it's it's uh I I watch this movie a couple times a year. It's on a lot. Um, when I'm going through like my like collection, I'm like, oh, I I watched Departed. It does this cool thing where there's no opening credits, or you think there's no opening credits, and then boom, twenty five minutes in, there's the title. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah they didn't do that. All right, cool. <laughs> it's right here. You forget you forget that it Why didn't happen. Though? There are certain scenes too that are like taught in film classes today. Like I, I read something where the initial bar scene with the cranberry juice is considered like a perfect movie scene. Like if there was ever a perfect movie scene, it's that. It's with the dialogue, it's with the action, the focal point, the way it's shot, the camera work, all the performances make this scene perfect. I don't know Jack squat about perfect filmmaking. Apparently it's a very enjoyable scene, but I don't know why that is like a perfect scene, but whatever to each his own. Yeah. Some film hmm. school person could analyze it and tell me, but I'll fall asleep. I'd love, I'd love to read an analysis as to why that is the perfect Check it scene. Out. Definitely. If you Google it, you'll find it for sure. Huh. Don't do it now though. You have a show to do. I know it's like the biggest, the easiest clip to find on YouTube. It's just like, the Departed. Did you want to watch the cranberry <laughs> juice scene? That's a diuretic. My girlfriend drinks it when she's on a period. Are you on your period? And then he and has then, to fight him. There's certain guys you can hit and certain guys you can't hit. He's not a guy it's you can't hit. not quite a guy you can't hit, but he's almost a guy you can't hit. So I'm making a yeah. ruling on this right now. You don't fucking hit him. <laughs> then he gets hit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> then he hits him. Yeah, but that was I, – I love that part of the scene because it's like you, you cannot hit him. I'm going to make a ruling that you are definitely not in a position where you can hit that guy. I, on the other hand, am absolutely in a position where I can hit that guy. Yeah. I love that. I love that part about it. And then the punchline, then it like comes around and is a little funny at the end. Oh, my God. Such a good punchline. It's a good ah, flick. She's on her way out. We all are. Act accordingly. <laughs> Uh, nah, I like it. It's very good. Very entertaining. I would say this is his most entertaining movie. That's why it's I'd the number that, one yeah. for me. Absolutely. Fair. <laughs> Definitely a fair, fair argument. All right, Corey. Kick us off, bud. 
Goodfellas, number one. Number one for me. And I think that that is for a couple reasons. You get incredible performances, which I don't think any of these films you get top to bottom bad performances, obviously. But you always get good performances out of a Scorsese film. Goodfellas doesn't change that. But as far as like quintessential gangster movies, mob movies, let me be more specific, mob movies, it comes down to Godfather this or this. This is what it comes right? down to every single time. Pretty much, Ranking yeah. Gangster every movies. single time. Godfather, Goodfellas, or Godfather Part 2, or you can lump Godfather 1 and 2 together and battle Goodfellas. Yeah. And and, and and the fact of the matter is this this movie is held in such high regard because of that. Because it's an incredibly well-made film. It's narrated beautifully. I think that that's something that's not talked about as much. I love the way that this movie is narrated. Henry Hill's narration. The fact that... Yeah, the fact that this movie doesn't necessarily just rely on dialogue, it also relies on narration to, like, move the story along and to keep the story on a string. I love that about this. Um, and I, I, I watched this again for this. There's not a performance in this, and I'm like, I think they could have done better. I love every performance in this movie. They are every all over the top but they're all supposed to be over the top yeah yeah like i don't know really good to me when everything is over the top it it creates a balance still right if everybody is like acting like even keel and like normal and then there's one dude who's over the top you're like okay yeah and then there's a jack nicholson you're like okay that's weird that's kind of throws you off everybody's over the top in this and they play that over the top off of one another in such a nice balanced way that it's like, it doesn't even seem over the top anymore. It just seems like that's how you, this is supposed to be acted. Uh, and I, I, there's so yeah. many like iconic scenes in this, like uh, I'm funny, funny, how funny, like a clown, like a weird amuse you. You watch that on YouTube, watch him walking through the back of the Copa to, to his table, that whole pa- I love that shot of them like it's from his perspective panning through through the going kitchen, through the kitchen yeah, yeah. going through everything else. I love when you meet the gangsters. Like this was like Tommy two times. You called him that because he said everything two times, and you see him say, "I'm gonna go get the papers, get the like, papers." Frank the killer, yeah. Jimmy the Wop. Like they went, go through all these different like nicknames. Joey's brother, this guy's uncle, like whatever, man. It's they just go through everything, and I I, I enjoy that quite a bit. And the um. What was the last scene that I really enjoy? Crap, I had it in my head and I lost it. Oh, You're no, the prison that. scene. Okay. Gangsters in prison. Oh, yeah. Cooking, and then, like, him negotiating yeah. with the guard and getting everything else. And he's like, don't put too many onions in the sauce. How many cans of tomato sauce? Did you? I put two cans. Two cans of tomato sauce. And he's like, and he had to cook the meat. He had to fry everything in pan so it sunk, stunk something awful. And he goes, Paulie had a great way. He, he would... Uh, the razor blade garlic, and garlic. It's sort of liquefied yeah. in the pan. You know, it tastes good. It was a good system. I like the way they talk. It's just, I don't know. The the it's Goodfellas is a great collection of scenes. I do not care for the last part of the movie. I can I can almost shut it off when it gets to like the drug aspect of it. Hmm, that's fair. When he's well, that's not even that that late in yes, the movie. It is. Wait, which, Where which, he's being which, like followed by a helicopter and he's coked out of his oh, mind. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... he's gonna fry up some cutlets that he had saving in the freezer as sort of like an appetizer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, yes. And the whole trial, and he sells everybody out. It's like it's a whole thing. But I love it when he's a kid 
it starts with Henry, young Henry Hill. I like I like those scenes. Then you meet like those are good, like young uh, Joe Pesci. Hello, Henry. Like those, it's a little cringy. <laughs> oh, the, 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 the yes. kid Joe Pesci, yeah. <laughs> Selling cigarettes to cops, and he gets arrested, but everyone's like really excited about him getting arrested. I don't know. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, the, on the rewatch. The thing that bothers me the most is that when Henry Hill meets his wife. Yeah. He's supposed to be 21 years old. Ray Liotta's like yeah, 36 years true. old. And I'm like, Joe Pesci and Ray Liotta are not passing for 21 right now, not, or even close. That's insane. What do you do for the <laughs> um, in construction? <laughs> like that aspect of it. And when he pistol whips the neighbor. Oh, yeah. And he gives her the gun, too. Oh, I like that, too. Well, the girls would have <laughs> ran away. God. It turned me on. I like that, too, when... Uh... He gets married, and they're still living in, like, the parents' house. And he shows up, like, really late at night, and his mother-in-law's giving him crap, and he just laughs in her face and leaves again. He just leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, so good. Good stuff. Great movie. Good list, guys. If I didn't make that clear, that was my number one as well. Okay, well, I wasn't actually yes. wasn't 100% positive, but... Yeah. All right. That's a good one. We have a lot of different movies on this list, too. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm I'm really happy that this so is the a bottom nice three had a lot of yeah. variants. Do we have ten different ones. One, two, it's maybe close. close. Ten. I think we have ten different ones. We did it. You're welcome, Hugo. What do you guys? I mean, thanks, Hugo. What do you guys have as bubbles? Uh, the casino and Irishman. Okay. I did not put any bubbles. Down. Okay, I put three. Cape Fear. Never saw it. Horror okay. movie. Starring who else but Robert De Niro. Um, taxi Driver. And we should talk about Raging Bull. Like, people do consider that yeah, one of the greatest movies of all time. I just don't particularly care for it. <laughs> I, didn't, I did not enjoy it at all. Yeah, it's oh, fine. It was a so fine movie. foul language. And it's like, I think it gets more credit because it's in black and white. I really do. I think, like, oh, that's edgy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. the. I don't understand the point of Raging Bull. Like... He, it's not, he, he didn't have an interesting life, no. really. He's, he's not a redeemable character. You don't root for him in any way whatsoever. It's like, I don't understand what the, what the point, like, why someone wanted to make this movie. People break down that scene, too, with him and Joe Pesci talking, like, did you F my wife? <laughs> and then that whole back and forth that they had. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think he's thinking here? Um, probably that he wants to hit his brother. <laughs> and he makes his brother punch him in the face a couple of times. Like, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I put it as a bubble because it deserves to be talked about for its importance, I guess. I, Smarter I guess, people yeah, than I me don't enjoy like it at all. Movie. That's all I got to say about that. Sure. <laughs> Smarter people than me. You know what? It's a yeah. good way to say it. All right. We did the bubbles. We've revealed our top five lists so we can start the madness round. I'm going to spin a digital wheel on my cell phone. That's going to determine which five movies are going to make our definitive list. Uh, before the show, we each protected a movie, and each of us has a right to veto a selection. However, if you attempt to veto a selection that is protected by one of us, then you lose your veto, and that movie remains on the list. That's like getting a Jake LaMotta punch to sure the face. Is. Sure <laughs> is. I worked in Raging Bull. Everyone's happy. All right. Nailed it. Uh, 
All right, without further ado, I'm gonna pull up the wheel here. There it is. We'll do a little shuffle. All right, first spin. Let's go. Corey, number one. Good fellas. All right, cross one off the list. Nice and easy. Very good. The winner. Next spin. Joe, number three. Taxi driver. We're going very like. I'm fine with it. We're going chalky here. I like we it. are. <laughs> so, there's a time and a place for chalk. Yeah, it's Scorsese that might be one two, of them. Two, the king of comedy. Speak now. I'm gonna veto that, that one. one. That's fair. I think I protected yep. it. <laughs> well, let me double check. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. So that one remains. Corey loses his veto. That I do. All right. What if I double stack? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, next spin. Corey, number five. Shutter Island. I'm going to use my veto on that one. That's Smart fair. play. It's a heady play there. I think I protected that. <laughs> no, <I did. laughs> you would. I know. I would. It's it's a fucking movie I would Next protect. Next spin. Matt number five, which is the color of money. It's only up to Joe at this point. I've never but... seen it, but I feel like I would enjoy it. <laughs> so like... understand understand that means we get one more spin to get the Wolf of Wall Street or the Departed on this list. There's Corey. You, you don't veto. It's adorable. You think one of those is my target. Corey, the <laughs> lobbyist. Hmm. I'm just. It, what else could possibly? You're not your number one is not the target. All right. You, you know what? You know what? Just, <laughs> just purely for the percentages, I will veto. Okay. But I would, for the record, I'd be totally okay with that being like our number five. That's cool. It's a good movie, man. You'd like it. I'm sure I would. That's why I'm okay with it. But yeah, I'll veto. The next spin. All right, all the vetoes are off the board. Wherever we get, we yep. get. Joe, number four. Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. The percentage is so, is so high at this point. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, Departed. All right, here we go. So I think it'll be. Our choices are Gangs of New York, Hugo. Oh my God. There's so many bad choices. <laughs> Or good, or uh, or the Departed. Oh please! Departed has the best odds. Departed has three entries. Yep. Everything else only is one. Yep. I think it's a fifty. It's a fifty-fifty shot Essentially. at that point, right? It's gonna be like four respins, and then Corey number three, which is Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, that's that's one of the four respins. Uh, Joe number four, which is Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. We're just going to hit Wolf of Wall Street back to back to back. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> God damn oh, it. Oh, no. No. What five. did we get? Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this sucks. <laughs> well, one and five are easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, one, it looks one like... was already pretty easy, but. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Oh man! We did all we could, boys. We did. We did everything in our power. Um, spin it one more time. Spin it one more time. I just want to see if the just next to torture ourselves. Been, just, just to see. Joe, too. Good fellas. Would have been good fellas again. 
<laughs> Joe, Joe one was the following. Story. Oh, I would have been to the party. That damn Hugo slice. So if I hadn't wasted my fucking veto, then on the protect. Well, then we would have had one extra move. Well, actually, no, never mind. Yeah. No, I we wouldn't have one extra because right. that was yep. was protected. Oh well. Say lovey. All I right. Mean, I might have vetoed King of Comedy if you didn't, Corey. So who knows? We have King of Comedy. Taxi Driver, Hugo, Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street. All right, so the really well, the up, debate here is between Wolf of Wall Street, Taxi Driver, and King of Comedy. Yeah, correct. Because Goodfellas is one, and Hugo is five. Mm-hmm. King of Comedy is my two. Did not make either list. Taxi Driver correct. is Joe's three, and then you have Wolf of Wall Street as a three-four. So. This is going to be an interesting one. I, 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 based on the numbers, it would be Wolf of Wall Wolf Street, too, right? King of Comedy, and Taxi Driver. It's funny that King of Comedy and Taxi Driver are like the parents of the Joker. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. I mean, I like I like that that rundown. Wolf, King of Comedy, Taxi Driver, two, three, four. I can live with it. Considering I don't have a lot of skin in this game, now that The Departed has no chance of making the list. <laughs> I guess this is kind of... I got Hugo. I mean, you know. <laughs> if I were to... Killing it. Order it myself, I would go King, Taxi Driver, Wolf of Wall Street, but the numbers don't really bear out my favor there. I would go Taxi Driver, Wall Street, King. Okay. And then Corey, you would go Wolf... Then what two? His delivery. Uh, yeah, I mean Wolf. I mean again, I'm I'm going based based solely off numbers here. No, no. Or, what's your and, personal and, preference? That's that's what we're talking about. Like now. if you had to rank those three, got movies. you. Then I think then if I'm ranking those three movies, it's pro- realistically it's probably Taxi Driver, Wolf of Wall Street, King of Comedy, which is I think the same way that Joe had it. Yeah, that, that right? would yes. put Taxi Driver in at number two. And then we'll put King of Comedy at number four. Yeah, that that'd be that'd probably be the way that I would do it. I don't think Wolf, I don't think Wolf of Wall Street's better than Taxi Driver. Heads up, like. I mean, my I don't know. I mean, that. it's in all honesty, it's two movies I don't like to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's Wolf of Wall Street's more enjoyable. It's a fair point. But is it? But is it like an hour and twenty minutes more enjoyable? <laughs> Like Wolf of Wall Street's a commitment. It is, yeah. Taxi driver's just like, I'll throw this on lightheartedly. I won't. Ever. No. No, you won't. No. No. Well, if both of you think taxi drivers should be number two, then I'll I'll put that up. I'm going to put that too. I'll go taxi driver, Wolf, then uh, um, King of Comedy. Yeah. I am okay with that. All right. Democracy. I'm sorry, everyone. We tried. <laughs> everyone out I there losing their minds. Veto. <laughs> wasted my damn veto. Did. I mean, we had no way of knowing. Didn't. You didn't want to Peter Pan. Like I said, if you hadn't vetoed it, there's a decent chance I would have. So, we someone would have wasted their veto. Decent chance. Decent. 
All right, boys. Top five Martin Scorsese movies coming at number five. Hugo, believe it or not. Number four. We did it. <laughs> number four, The King of Comedy. Number three, The Wolf of Wall Street. Number two, Taxi Driver. And the number one Martin Scorsese movie is Goodfellas. Woo! Got one of my top two in there. Yeah, I did well here. Well, I had, yeah, two of my top I three. Had, Not bad. Two on the list. I got my one, three my one out of five. Yeah. Oh, no, I got four out of five. Shit. Yeah, you got Hugo. But not the one I cared uh, about in the slightest bit. <laughs> you had your five over your one. Good job. Yeah. Woo. That's that's efficiency right there. Sure is. Yeah, I protected The Departed because it's the only movie I cared about. Okay. Making the list. Because I knew, I mean, I knew Goodfellas or Departed was never going to get vetoed, but... I knew two movies for certain was going to make everybody's list, and... Was it the two you knew? Yeah. That was just that yeah. departed Goodfellas. So, same. I figure King of Comedy was a safe one to protect. So, that's fair. Out that way. You, you did it. Okay. You got it on the list. Been a little long here, so plug some social media. Oh, checks notes. Yeah, send us an email. <laughs> uh, five movie madness at gmail dot com. That is a number five movie madness at gmail dot com. We like emails. We will read your email. Don't say anything offensive. You can recommend the list. At this point, I say we'll whatever you recommend, we would do. As long as we're absolutely, you know, as long as we've seen at least five movies of, of the topic that you recommended, we'll do it for sure. I, w- I would recommend if you're going to suggest a topic, have it have at least ten possible movies. Yeah, I feel like that's a good benchmark if you wanted yeah. at this point if you said hey the rocky franchise top five do it i would do it <laughs> I, I mean there's what eight movies if you want to count Creed, yeah sure so i mean that's that's like <laughs> on the borderline i would we, we could do that one one day don't suggest that one we're apparently already doing I'm, it i'm just i'm just saying <laughs> unless you really want it and then we'll do it sooner exactly if you email in we will do it fact uh you could review you find us on multiple platforms. We're on Apple Podcast, iTunes. You can leave us a five-star uh, rating, and you can leave us a review. That'd be cool. We haven't had one of those in forever. And, uh, yeah, uh, find us on Twitter, at 5 Movie Madness. That's the number 5 Movie Madness on Twitter. Sometimes I retweet the show from my personal Twitter, which is at MR underscore Janny, J-A-N-N-Y. Corey, what do you got for social media, buddy? If you want to talk to me on Twitter about damn near anything, I am at I am City Folk Soul. Or if you want to talk craft beer, you can find me on Instagram at For Craft's Sake. Try try me on Twitter, and maybe you'll catch one of the times I'm actually using it. I'm at Juice Clerk. Best Twitter handle in the world. In the game. In the game. <laughs> talk to me about Shell the Juice. Juice Clerk. Great. All right. From all of us here to all of you out there, this is Matt Jansen signing off. (laughs) Love it. Keep it. That one's mine. That's the one I usually use. Four, five, movie, and it's how we get out of here.